everyone namaste guys i am dr anushruti and i am back with an amazing episode today on board i have dr jimu who is a physical therapist by profession and a coach if you go through his instagram profile you would see how much he is into athlete training and i know all the athletes who are listening and watching this episode are going to just give him a follow on instagram and various profiles <laughs> so why not to just directly speak to him when he is right in front of us hello dr jimu how are you i'm doing well thank you so much for having me thank you so much well today you've got to answer a lot of questions about physical therapy so are you ready to go let's fire away okay so my first question would be why did you choose physical therapy as a profession and what was the biggest lesson you have just learned about in your career So if I had to go back on the story on on why I chose it as a profession uh it, it goes back to my upbringing uh so I was uh you could say like a fat kid like an overweight kid um I ate a lot and didn't do a lot of activity up until I was uh, a teenager and then when I be turned got to high school I started doing sports and weightlifting and and just discovered what the human body was capable of when you actually made it work when you actually stressed it um fast forward several years i have injuries in, in sports that i played and i had a really good physical therapist that that is still kind of in my life was my mentor all through undergrad and grad school and helped me really kind of decide like you know what this is something i want to do the way that he creates relationships with people the way he can motivate people the way he sees individuals go from unable to to walk due to pain or like or, or crippled by something cuz they they can't use their shoulder their back or their knee to the point where they're back to playing sports or, or playing with their kids or, or whatever their goals are. So that motivated me and and kind of made me say like you know what I think I want to go into this profession. And like fast forward again that was uh I don't even remember now that was how when did I graduate high school 15 18 years ago I I don't know how it is but fast forward and and I've learned so much about what the profession is and even from the the 7 years so 2015 I graduated 7 8 years that I've been practicing I've learned so much more that that we can do as a profession and it's only inspired me and motivated me to to do more as a physical therapist to to use my my skill set uh from a strength conditioning background from a rehab background and combine those kind of the idea of like bridging the gap which everyone like everyone says they're bridging the gap but how many of us are actually truly doing that um that's kind of what's what's kept the fire going for me the last several years That's so great. Well, how do you feel like how much physical therapy plays an important role in people's life, health and well-being? Also, why is it important and how much is it important for people to understand physical therapy in general? The importance of physical therapy in their lives. Unfortunately, I don't think it's it's known enough, right? People have a bad experience with physical therapy. or or they just get a random script to go see a physical therapist and they assume I'm just going to go in there maybe get a massage maybe get a hot pack maybe get some e-stim right and and there there's there's a couple of things to blame one we're we're not as vocal right we're not out there doing like big marketing things people don't know what physical therapy looks like a lot of times or or what it consists of or what we, what our skill set allows us to do but number two a lot of the individuals in the profession unfortunately are still stuck in kind of this really like old school way of treating individuals where they will get them on the table 
overanalyze everything, take a look at every single thing possible. And then when they finish the evaluation, they still have no idea what's going on with that patient. Or they have like a guess, but they're not really sure. And their treatment approach is, is, is very, uh, without like sounding rude, like very low level. Like they're not truly stressing people. They're not truly giving them a challenge that allows their bodies to get stronger and improve overall quality of life. And I feel like that's what people are, are missing when they think of PT. And that's what our profession needs to be much better at at vocalizing and demonstrating and also doing as a PT, right? We, we are, we have the capability to help individuals in pain, get out of pain. We've known that, right? That's kind of what our thing is. And the human body is, is fantastic and resilient and gets stronger and everything on its own. But we have a skill set that can help people improve those things and also improve quality of life, get stronger, finish their, their plan of care. And then like, Hey, I can live independently until I'm 70, 80 years old. I can lift weights. I can play with my great grandkids, my grandkids. Like that is what I wish more people knew about PT. And I think that's where a lot of times we miss the mark uh, as far as like a profession, having that one kind of message to deliver out there. Absolutely. With this, I would also like to know how much do you feel physical therapy is more than about just modalities? Because you just told about some physios who use the traditional way, the old way, so how much do you feel that physical therapy is a lot more than IFTs, TENS, ultrasonic therapy? What is physical therapy exactly? The wide area, wide range of physical therapy. So that's a loaded question right there. What is physical therapy? Um, as you mentioned, right, I, I believe and I, I truly think that we are more than modalities, right? We need to be more than that. We need to get away from it there is a time and a place for them. I, I don't want to discredit them. There are individuals who, if you look at the placebo effect or the, the ability to kind of like just gate pain, like there are those times when you're going to use electrical stimulation or maybe some ultrasound because someone's had a really good experience in the past with it. The issue is so many times that's where it ends, right? They, they get their ultrasound treatment, they get their e-stim, they get a, a, a light banded exercise, and they're sent out the door. And that's repeated three times a week for six weeks or whatever. The issue is we need to be good at maybe understanding when those modalities are appropriate to use. And I myself, I use like uh, dry needling with electrical stimulation. I do spinal manipulation, things like that. I use those to gate pain, to reduce someone's symptoms in order to open up that window where we can load somebody, where we can truly create a progressive adaptation to get someone stronger and to make their tissue more resilient so the likelihood of injury is less and their function is higher. And so I think that's where it is, right? PT is not just those modalities, but PT can use those modalities. We just need to leverage them in the right way to open up that window to leverage the stuff we know makes long-lasting changes. Coronavirus. I know this word is something, you know, everyone who's listening and watching this would have got a flashback of memories I would say nightmares, actually. So coronavirus just added fuel to fire. Earlier, before March 2019, at least for India, uh, what was the onset year for your country of coronavirus? Uh, it was, uh, I think, March 2020, April 2020 is when everything kind of shut down. 2020 or 2019? 2019, 2019, 2019, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Thank yeah. you, yeah. <laughs> yes, so even in that. India, it was March 2019. And before that, people, you know, just did not know about health. And eventually, coronavirus came in, people just tend to have their desk jobs. 
work from homes and everything just became worse now we have some set of people who actually went into their holistic health and you know just deep bind into uh, their health but still the majority of population are those who have actually deteriorated uh, you know i would say deteriorated uh, in, in terms of their health so how much do you feel corona virus has affected people and with the onset of corona virus how much changes have you seen in your practice in your clinical practice so i think unfortunately not enough uh, of an impact if if that makes sense right the 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 idea that like it, it, the studies are just coming out now which is ridiculous because we've actually known this for several years that individuals who are, who are in better health who are in better shape who had overall like reduced body fat or like in, in improved body composition the the outcomes for those individuals were were generally much better and when we saw like you saw it kind of like if you when you like thousands of you looking at people like oh like healthier people for the most part were doing better when they did get coronavirus or covid-19 whereas individuals who maybe had higher body fat percentage who were more immunocompromised who had all these other things going on with them they struggled more with it they had hard they were hit harder and even though that was seen the evidence that's coming out now showing like hey like not to say it again but if if you're healthier you're you're going to do better with pretty much any sickness any disease right if you're if you're healthier if you're stronger you're going to do better and you're going to feel the impact less and unfortunately you you did see some individuals like you know what i need to take charge of my life take charge of my health i need to watch what i eat i drink more water be more active uh but but unfortunately there's a lot of people who still don't see that and i think it just depends on the personality of the person but you saw people who basically close themselves off and like i need to not go outside i need to not go to the gym i need to to stay away from everybody and you had the flip of people like i need to go to the gym i need to figure out I'll, i'll wear a mask if i have to and exercise and eat well and things like that um but i think it it's probably a mixed bag there wasn't there's not this huge unfortunately not a huge swing towards healthy lifestyle behavior changes uh but there isn't also like no swing at all and then as far as our the, our practice do you mean from like what what we did and what we do as physical therapists or what do you mean by how it affected my practice or how it has affected my practice as in the patients in person in your clinical area and then the telecommunication tele rehab yeah the uh telecommunication was fantastic because it allowed for a way t- for us to still see patients to still work with them one on one just not in person especially during the beginning when it was was shut down and people weren't allowed to like leave their home or people just didn't feel comfortable it allowed for a way to to treat people work with them and communicate with them and not only that but show them the importance of movement the cool part with that was you saw people get better without ever being touched if that makes sense right i never massaged the shoulder i never mobilized the joint i didn't do any of those yes. things because you you could not but all of a sudden they're doing these exercises they're doing these these self mobilizations they're doing just some things to get a little bit of a sweat going and they're like oh my gosh my my shoulder my knee it feels better and it kind of opened up some 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 eyes like oh my gosh like i just need to move and that helped is like yeah like it's it's really that simple sometimes obviously Magic. like yeah <laughs> um so that that's what it opened up a lot for us for people to be like oh okay cool and then there's more of a buy in when they come into to our clinic space which our our clinic is is a lot like almost like a personal training studio we have squat rack and assault or echo bikes and and a rower and a skier and dumbbells and barbells and we load people up and then they're like oh i have plantar fasciitis i stretched a lot i'm like well let's load that foot and that ankle and they're like 
my foot feels better. It's the opposite. I thought it would hurt more. And like all of a sudden you get more buy-in because they see, oh, movement is medicine, right? That saying that's been around forever. Like, yes. oh, this does really make a difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. Movement is medicine. Moving on, Dr. G Movie, have a question from Get Gritty. Now we are having a Get Gritty question. Get Gritty with Dr. Anushruti is my podcast. So we have a Get Gritty question for you. And the question is about ergonomics. People do not know about this. What they do know is having a table and their laptop sit on and just that. This is how they work. What do you want to say specifically for people who are doing work from home? So the best thing I would have to say towards that is like one of my favorite saying is your best posture is your next posture, right? A lot of people get really drawn into the idea of like, oh, I'm at a computer all day. Like that's the reason I have pain all the time. But then you look at, at like, you know, like a grandpa down the road and he's like kyphotic, like crazy, no pain at all. So how is it that this 35 year old is barely has kyphosis and he's in a lot of pain, but the guy who has a, a rounded shoulders for 40 years is totally happy, no discomfort or pain at all. So what I always recommend for anybody who works from a desk is if you have the capacity to try every 30 minutes or so just to get up, get up, go for a quick two or three minute walk around your house, move around a little bit. If you can do that, then on days when you're not working or when you have that, that time when you exercise, focus on strengthening the musculature of your upper back and your mid back. What we know is typically weak muscles are gonna be stiff muscles. So if we're really stiff on our upper back, can we strengthen those to make them a little stronger and as soon as they're stronger, that helps us just sit a little bit more upright. It's not that I'm focusing on staying in that position. It's like, oh, my body is used to this. This is where it's comfortable. And you can explore that full range of motion and express that a lot better if you practice that throughout your week or throughout your day, things of that nature. Absolutely. Well, cold pack or hot pack. These two terms are what people get confused about. We have first aid kind of things. So for the physical therapy first aid, we say it is either cold pack or hot pack. Please enlighten every listener and viewer right now when to use a hot pack and when to use a cold pack. So uh, I don't know if uh, you've seen it. There's the, the British Journal of Sports Medicine recently came out with their, their guidelines for acute injuries. Uh, not recently. I think it's actually been like four or five years. But uh, the old adage of rice, like rest, ice, compression, elevation, like that has been, they basically said like, hey, that's not what we want people to follow anymore. Instead, what we want to follow is something that they, they named demonically peace and love, which is uh, protection, elevation, uh, activity. So just getting yourself moving, whatever is comfortable, compression, um, and I believe exercise. So getting cardiovascular fitness there. And then there's love, which is load, optimism, vascularization, which again is promoting blood flow. And then I do not remember what the last E is, but um, if you look at a BJSM, peace and love, like that is what they're going for. So from, from me, I typically, if someone has an acute injury, my first go-to is like, hey, let's, let's just gently keep it moving. Let's, let's get that, that joint moving, whatever's hurt. Let's get that moving a little bit more. What can you do? Like if you cannot run, can you gently bike or can you get on something like an assault bike or an air bike where you can use one leg and two arms and let that other leg rest a little bit. So I'm typically not telling people to use ice immediately unless they're in such severe pain that they can then use ice to kind of like numb, numb it a little bit or make it feel a little bit better because it is going to feel better when you ice it. 
but it also slows down that whole inflammatory process that we want to take place after an injury. So if I have to give like a general like umbrella, this is what we do. I say you're going to ice right off the bat. If you need to ice, ice it. I'd rather you move and do some light compression. But if you need to ice, ice in the beginning. After you're through that initial acute phase, maybe like, you know, five days or so, there's no redness, there's no continued like increased swelling. Then I'm kind of, I don't care what you do. Uh, <laughs> I, I like, I like people feel really good when they warm their joints. So I'm like, okay, get a little bit of warmth on there and then get it moving. If there's no active infection, if it's not continually red and getting puffier and bigger, then heat's not going to be bad for it. But we know that like a hot pack or an ice pack isn't strong enough to really get into those deep tissues where we have effusion and things going on in the joint. So it's honestly, it's kind of whatever feels better. Feel free to use either one. That That is my professional, personal opinion on, on the matter of uh, hot pack versus cold pack. Okay, great. Well, last but not the least, Dr. Jimo, we have a lot of students over here, the next generation of physical therapists. So what would be your biggest piece of advice for them? Hands down would be to adopt a movement practice. Adopt something that you you are either passionate about, that you enjoy doing, whether whether it be yoga or, or, or I, I do CrossFit, right? CrossFit weightlifting or, or just like bodybuilding or something where you are actually loading yourself, stressing your body, getting stronger, being active, being fit. There's something we say that, that uh, in the Institute of Clinical Excellence, they say hashtag be about it. The patients we work with, the people we work with are going to trust and believe in us more when we tell them, I need you to get stronger, or this is how you get stronger. What we look and act and live a lifestyle that demonstrates to them like, oh, this person knows what he's talking about. This person actually lives out what he's trying to tell me to do. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, too often in our profession, we see people who like go out into the field and have never squatted a bar or never done a deadlift or never like trained with heavy weight. And we know like scientifically, like you need high loads or like high stressors to create muscle mass and strength. Yet everyone says on their goals for physical therapy, get stronger, get stronger, get stronger. But they never actually use loads yes. or rep schemes or things that get people stronger. So I would say adopt a movement practice so you know what it's like to work hard. So when you tell a patient like, hey, I need this to feel difficult. This is what it should ideally feel like. This is what a squat should look like and feel like. This is what a deadlift or a press should feel like they can actually say those words and know that they're delivering it with some meaning versus just kind of blanket statements saying, I need you to do this and then hoping the patient understands. I would just sum it up by saying the change you want to see in your society, the change you want to see in your patients, first bring that change in your own self. Well, with this, we have come to an end of this episode. Thank you so much, Dr. Jimo, for bringing in all the information about physical therapy for my audience and taking out time from your schedule. Thank you so much. I really hope you enjoyed it as much as we did listening and speaking to you. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Well, with this, this is your reminder to straighten your back, have a glass of water and move. We'll see in the next episode. Till then, goodbye. Take care.